Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Blackhawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people He's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Next Steps podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of the pastors here at Blackhawk Church. And with me today as my co-host instead of Tiffany Malloy is Veronica Hummel. Veronica, how are you doing today? I'm good, Chris. Thanks for having me back. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Veronica, um, you met her uh, if you listened uh, probably, what, it's been a couple months ago now that you were on the podcast talking about spiritual practices. And it was a couple weeks ago. But... A couple weeks. Well, time flies. <laughs> <laughs> or doesn't fly, I guess, when you're having fun. I don't know. Uh, it seemed like such a long time ago. Life, a lot of life has happened since then. But um, but we're glad to have her back. Uh, as Tiffany and I talked about a couple weeks ago on the podcast, uh, yeah, we want to kind of highlight more voices, especially from their spiritual formation team. Just incredible people who are incredibly gifted and have a lot of um, knowledge and passion about different things around spiritual formation. So at different times, uh, Tiff and I will rotate in and out co-hosting. And today I get to do this with Veronica. So uh, Veronica, can you tell us more about what we're going to be doing today? Yeah. So today we're going to take some time to talk about Lent, which doesn't start until February 2nd. So I realize it might feel a little bit early, but we're hoping that this conversation will kind of get your thoughts going and give you some time to really think about and prepare if you do decide that you want to uh, observe and commemorate this season. So Some of you may have grown up celebrating or observing Lent, and this may be brand new to others. I I think I said in the last time I was on the podcast, didn't grow up in the church. So I had no clue about Lent for a really long time. So we're going to get a little introduction on it today and talk about how you might observe the season, how we might do that around Blackhawk. And to do that, we're going to welcome one of our friends and teammates, Amy Hopman. Welcome. (laughs) To the Next Steps podcast, Amy. Thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) Uh, I've known Amy for several years now, and she is really just an all-around great human being. And here at Blackhawk, she serves on a lot of different teams, including the worship arts teams and events teams. And she just makes a lot of behind-the-scenes things happen. The other day, I actually walked by our cubicle, and I said, Amy, what don't you do around here? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have a lot of things that are labeled as duties as assigned, basically. But no, actually, it's really timely that we're talking about Lent because I'm starting to think about our Monday Thursday services, which is part of our Lent. So that'll be very fun and exciting to talk about a little bit more in detail later in the podcast. But excellent. Well, before we jump into the season of Lent and our topic at hand, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So I am originally from California, uh, moved out here when I was working with a campus ministry to work at their national office here in town. And uh, I have family that's moved out here and has kind of planted roots here. So when my parents were about ready to retire, we all, my parents and I kind of at the same time arrived at the same decision that We wanted to plant roots out here, too, just to be close to the family. I have two nieces who are 8 and 10 who live out here, so I just want to see them grow up and be part of their lives. So, yeah, so I'm the worship arts coordinator here at Blackhawk, and I get to do a lot of things that support the teaching team and the worship arts staff team. So it's a lot of fun. 
Well, we're glad to have you. I always appreciate when I get to work with you, which doesn't happen very often, but enough that it makes me happy. And we used to work in the same office building for that campus ministry. It's true. We did. That's how we've known each other so long. Yeah. If I can just add in just really quickly, I've known Amy for like four years now and you guys, well, first of all, I apologize that it's taken this long to get you on the Next Steps podcast. Amy, yes, is an incredible human being. She is a very thoughtful giver of gifts, uh, especially around the holidays. I've never met someone that is so thoughtful about the way that she encourages the people around her and on her team and just loves and cares for the people around her well. So, so grateful for you. Um, And man, just like your spiritual maturity too. Like I've learned a lot from you over these past several years about Mm -hmm. what it looks like to engage in prayer and practices and some of these different things that we're going to talk about today. So yeah, deeply appreciative of you and excited to have you talking about stuff. Thank you guys. I feel very honored to be here and I'm excited for what you guys are doing with the Next Steps community. I just love anywhere that encourages learning and curiosity and yeah, spiritual growth. So this is exciting. All right. So let's dive in. Uh, Like I said before, we're all coming into this season with different levels of experience with Lent. So can you tell us a little bit, Amy, about how you were introduced to the Lent season and how you've seen some people observe it? Yeah, no, totally. So I grew up in a Lutheran church. So I am pretty sure I have been exposed to the Lenten season and everything. Like, I I think I have memories of going to Good Friday services growing up, but it really wasn't until college when I started taking my faith seriously and owning my faith. And I just, I have a very distinct memory of talking with one of my friends and she was talking about, oh, I'm giving up sugar for Lent. And I was like, what? What are you, what is this? What are you talking about? And in my mind, I was also silently judging her. Like, this sounds really stupid. Like, what do you mean? Is this like New Year's resolutions? Is this like a Christian excuse to get healthy? Like, tell me more. So as she told me more, I was like, oh, okay. So there's a, there's a reason for this practice. But um, I think for me, I just, I, when I first heard about Lent, I was like, why is this a thing? Um, but as I've been, yeah, introduced to it and, and had more conversations, I realized, oh, yes, okay. So the practice that this person is doing is to take away something from their life so that they can make more space and time for God. Um, and also to have a simple way to identify with the suffering of Jesus, essentially. Um, yeah, as I was learning more, I was like, oh, the 40 days before Easter, it's supposed to mirror Jesus's 40 days in the wilderness when he went without food or water. And I was like, oh, I see. I see now the practice. But at the, at the beginning, I was like, oh, man, I don't quite understand. But now, um, yeah, I feel like there's a variety of different kind of fasts that people choose, whether it's social media or they go uh, without watching their, I don't know, their seven o'clock TV show watching time or whatever. Just the idea is to make space and time um, to let God meet with you and transform you. So. Yeah. Similarly, um, I grew up in a mainline Protestant church, um, but I don't really remember practicing this very much. But so it wasn't until college that I 
was surrounded by believers from different denominations, um, some that were Catholic or maybe Anglican or that sort of thing that um, that did practice this and, and took it more seriously than, than some of my other friends, not, not that there was anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it started this process of learning what that was all about and um, more recently, uh, yeah, I've appreciated this season again, similar to Advent. We talked about Advent on the podcast a few months ago, um, leading up to Christmas, where it's the season to, um, to prepare for obviously this really significant moment in the Christian story. And I think we'll talk about this later, but there've been just books and, um, devotionals and things like that, that have been helpful to, to dig into it. Uh, but I've come to really appreciate these moments in kind of the church calendar that Christians have been so- celebrating for hundreds or thousands of years. And we get to, to be a part of that in, in some small way. But what about you, Veronica? How has this been a part of your story, um, up to this point? Yeah, I think similar to Amy, I didn't really have a lot of knowledge of it growing up. I sort of vaguely knew about it in the in the culture. Um, you know, I grew up in Colorado Springs where there there's a lot of just Christians around. And so I would hear similar things of I'm giving up sugar, or coffee or caffeine or uh, chocolate, you know, for Lent and didn't really understand why. And so then I think when I was older and I learned the significance of the 40 days and um, tying it to the sufferings of Jesus, I think I've grown in appreciation of some of these uh, traditions around the church calendar, like you said, Chris, that really mirror sort of the, um, the narrative arc of the scripture, right? Like you get a fuller picture of scripture when you sort of embody some of these practices, which I think is something I didn't necessarily have an appreciation for, or really just knowledge of when I was younger. So um, it's pretty new to me too. Yeah. 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 All this to say, as you're listening, none of us are experts on this topic. Um, It's something that's been more of a recent journey, probably. Right. Um, This is a super rich tradition that, uh, Frankly, a lot of our evangelical churches, we just, I think, I think churches are starting to make the turn to include things like Lent and Advent and things like that as more a part of their um, regular rhythms, but that that hadn't been the case for a long time. And so um, many of us didn't really grow up with it. And so now we're, um, we're learning more about it and just the richness that it it can bring, but we're not experts. um, So uh, a little bit later, we'll mention some resources and things like that to continue to, to grow and that and and press into this season. But um, uh, yeah, it's a journey that we've all been on. So yeah. So I'd be curious since this is uh, newer to all of us, um, but especially you, Amy, Mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite ways of observing the season? Yeah, I think for me, um, as I was reflecting on this, I was realizing I really enjoy just the slowing down and kind of entering into the story a little bit, like similar to Advent. I think just having the 40 days, that time set aside of knowing like the whole church, like around the world is like focusing on kind of the same story. And so um, whatever ways that you can find that help you enter that story of Jesus, his life, his ministry, his suffering, like look for, you know, grab onto those practices or those, those traditions, um, whatever helps you. I think, uh, for me, I have really enjoyed, um, there's a author named Kate Bowler. Um, she wrote the book, No Cure for Being Human. 
Um, she has intentionally, I think, starting last year, created a Lenten guide that kind of coincides with her books that she's written the last couple of years that I have just found really, really meaningful and deep and thoughtful and um, super helpful. So this is like actually the first year that I was just thinking last week, is Lent starting? Is Lent starting? Because I'm just looking forward to diving into those those resources again this year. Um, she often includes blessings in those books. And I think there's just something about having blessings um, that you can read or pray through that is really powerful. Um, but another thing that I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast was um, I really do enjoy our Monday thir- Thursday services here at Blackhawk. And as the worship arts coordinator, I get to kind of help pull that off. Um, that night is another example. I think of um, it's I've heard from several people. It's one of their favorite services that we do here around Blackhawk. Um, but it's just not another example, I think, of how we can enter into the story of uh, Jesus's journey to the cross. And that night, we just get to focus on, you know, his last supper with his disciples and his last command to all of us to love as he loved us. Um, and there's something powerful about that. Um, often we'll be taking communion and people are getting emotional and crying. Um, so you can see that there's something about, there's something about entering into the story. I think that our souls need to be transformed. Um, I was just even thinking about like how our human souls love stories. We love books. We love movies. What is that? Like we could have summarized these stories in five or six sentences, but we need to spend two hours watching a movie because we want to enter into the story or we want want to enter into the characters' lives or what, what the show is, you know, talking about. Um, so there's, yeah, I think I've been really thinking about um, how God works in our souls and transforms us when we, when we enter into the story. Um, there's, you know, we have such limited <laughs> information in the Bible of, you know, we've, we've only been given so much, mm-hmm. but there's so many nuances and so many things that only the Holy Spirit can really reveal to us as we enter into the story. And so I think, yeah, that's just been be- become a really rich, um, thing for me in the last couple of years is letting the Holy Spirit reveal the depth and the richness of the story. Um, you know, it kind of makes it come alive in a different way. And I feel like I've gotten to see God um, in a new way through that. So yeah, so find those resources, those things that draw you closer to God and draw you closer to that engagement um, and transformation. Um for me, giving up chocolate is, is that's not the thing that <laughs> helps me draw closer <laughs> to God. But, uh, and I also just really, I, I always just try and then I give up after four days and mm. I just begin to, you know, loathe myself and feel shame and like, I can't do this. So, yeah. So I think the more helpful tool for me at least has been finding that space every day to enter into the story in some way. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys? Well, I'm curious, Amy, I was going to ask and follow up. um, How has, as you've engaged with Lent in the past, are there ways you think that it's made um, even just the experience come Easter morning, that Sunday, 
even richer in some ways or how is it aided in, in yeah, mm-hmm. just your celebration of Easter Sunday? You were talking about that a little bit, but I'm just curious yeah. if there are tangible ways you felt like going through Lent and really being intentional in that season has yeah. helped you just appreciate Easter Sunday and the resurrection even more. Yeah, totally. I think I, I think I have experienced more awe and more delight Um when I arrive on Easter Sunday, I think, you know, when you're a kid and your faith is not necessarily fully your own or developed, it's just something you do. Um, But there's, (laughs) there's something when you begin to see God in a new light and the depth of his love and the the distances that his love has crossed. um, Yeah, that has really really surprised me of like, oh, I was not expecting that God. Mm. That's really surprising and has kept me curious about um, God and his love and just things I'm still learning about God and who he is. Um, I think the only word picture that came to mind as you were asking this is like um, when I've watched like my dad or my brother-in-law play with their their grandchildren or their kids on the floor, like that image of a parent who gets on the ground. It's just like, as an adult, that looks really funny. Like a a grown (laughs) adult is crawling around on the ground, building blocks with their grandkid or or child. And it's like, oh, that's that's actually not just funny. It's delightful. Mm. Like that image is delightful. (laughs) And um, yeah, just something of like, oh, God's like that with us. Like, Mm. Him uh, coming to earth, taking this downward journey to the cross, it's it's actually delightful in mm. some ways of like, wow, you got on your hands and knees and crawled around in our world <laughs> and lived life with us on our level. <laughs> um, that's delightful. Um, yeah. So I think there's, you know, a measure of mystery, a measure of awe, but also just a measure of delight that I... Yeah, I haven't begun to experience until the last few years. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think in my own life, um, you you were starting to ask <laughs> us, and then I deflected. Um, yeah, I think uh, the giving up chocolate thing or TV that probably hasn't been my thing either. Maybe because I have two little kids and I don't watch TV anyway, so uh, that wouldn't be very meaningful. Uh, but I think for me, it's been an opportunity. I think this is kind of what you're saying. Maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, I mean, Easter can easily just be a day. It can easily just be a holiday and you go through the motions. Or mm-hmm. Lent is an opportunity, however you dig into it, to just kind of slow things down and to really take time with God to process um yeah, to, to process whether it's uh, that season as Jesus headed to the cross or just our own our own humanity, our own weakness, our mm-hmm. own um, kind of stuff that we're dealing with and just to slow down and to, to listen for the voice of God. So if you need to stop watching TV to do that, then great. Yeah. Uh, I know that um, for generations, one of the things that many Christ followers have done as they've engaged in Lent is the practice of fasting, right? Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned that briefly earlier. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's food or maybe just related to that. It's 
Um, you're trying to get in away from moments of solitude or, or quietness and, and just gaining dependence uh, yeah. on, on the Lord in prayer and, and that kind of thing. So whatever that can look like, um, I think for me, it's been an opportunity to slow things down, to spend time with God. Um, and then at the end of it, coming out the other side with just like a greater sense of hope and maybe similar mm-hmm. to you, just like just a picture and appreciation of what it is that Jesus has done for us after you've gone through this season of really digging into our own, um, again, our own humanity, our own weakness, our own brokenness, and then seeing Jesus at the end of it on Easter, um, on Easter morning can be really, really powerful. So um, I think we're going to get to to resources eventually, but one of the things that I've dug into, I was just looking up the, the title of this, it's called Falling into Goodness by Chuck DeGroat. Um, and he has just reflections for every single day throughout Lent to be able to um, to kind of dig into these things. And I love this. I think this is a little helpful to describe what Lent is that he has at the very beginning of the book. He says, Lent comes from the old English word lengthen, which means springtime. Uh, in this season, one begins to see the goodness which emerges from the darkness of winter and Boy, do we need that. As I look out, it's like it's four o'clock and it's dark out. Like we know winter in Wisconsin. Uh, But the darkness of winter is necessary for the greening of spring. And so um, Lent, a little bit different than Advent, is we kind of we sit in some of the difficulty and the tension of of things being hard and dark and going through winter and darkness and all that kind of stuff but we get to come out with it uh come out of that season with this great hope that we have in Jesus and the victory that he has over the yeah. grave so um anyway that's yeah. uh falling into goodness by by Chuck DeGroat so what about you Veronica ways that you've um been engaging with lent or anything you'd add yeah, I think what you're saying, Amy, about entering into the story of Jesus is uh, kind of what made what has made this season um, and the Advent season too really powerful for me. Is that I think my tendency is to think about and view the like Creator God and the All Powerful God, and so He feels really far away from me sometimes, and so that. Um, experience of entering into the story of Jesus um, in those different spaces makes him feel more near. Mm. And I think that's been the most impactful for me. Uh, And, you know, growing up, um, since I didn't grow up in the church, Easter was just like another holiday, right? Like Mm. there was just, it was just celebratory. There was candy, there were Easter eggs, there were bunnies, there were lambs, you know, it was just, um, it was just all fun and games. And I think um, kind of taking the time to slow down and appreciate the true hope and joy that is behind those things um, has just made it uh, more impactful for me as an adult. Um, So Mm -hmm. I don't do uh, a lot um, around the Lenten season or I haven't, especially um, last year I had just had a baby so I didn't do anything for it frankly <laughs> um, you were keeping a small human alive yes, which yes is I was enough, doing that so, yeah. um, 
so, but I do think one of the things that one, a small practice that I do is that I don't use my phone when I'm waiting for things during Advent or Lent. Mm-hmm. So if I'm waiting in line or, you know, mm-hmm. just waiting for a meeting to start or something like that, then I just kind of sit in the tension of that waiting. And I think that has been mm-hmm. one tangible way that's for, because I like, I like efficiency. I like to be able to like get things done. So enough that text message, write a quick email in those times. And so I think taking the time to slow down and stop in that space has been really um, helpful for me. So yeah, that's that's good. I love that. I also love like you're making space to maybe notice. I don't know if that's an experience that you've had where you notice things you haven't noticed before, or God might speak to you in those five minutes. Some of the most important things that God has said to me have been in my car when I'm just driving somewhere and I turn the radio off. So it's like, oh, I love that. Just opening yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it true? I mean, even just like the fact that he might bring a friend to mind and then you think, oh, I should reach out to that friend when you might not have done that, but it could make a big difference in your day or their day from that, that just that little moment. So, yeah. I love the simplicity of that. Like you don't, you, I mean, you can, but you don't necessarily have to like give up sugar for <laughs> the 40 days or, um, yeah. or really engage like an in intense fasting though. Um, you know, there's great things about fasting and be, growing independence on God. Mm-hmm. Like Lent can be as simple as that. Like just this reset of like, what are some ways that I can be less attached to my phone and my things and stuff like that and just reset as a human being that's in tune with God and and listening to his voice. So um, it doesn't have to be this earth shattering thing. It can be as simple as, yeah, doing that with um, the five minutes that you have waiting in between meetings or um, other practices around technology and and that kind of thing that just help us be more attentive to God and to those that are around us. So I love that. That's really good. Yeah. Anything else to uh, yeah. to add along those lines, Amy? No, you were about to say something. Yeah, I was just thinking what you were talking about earlier, Chris, about like life. I don't know if you said this, life being both beautiful and hard or just good and hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's another opportunity that Lent gives us or another gift is letting us um, become more aware that, that Jesus, he knows that life was hard. <laughs> like... He entered into the the difficultiness of this life. And um, I think uh, being able to experience, I think, the comfort of knowing that this is the kind of God we serve, that he is not this far off, distant, like you were saying, Veronica, he's not this separated God, but he entered in. He's truly God with us, like through the good and the hard and the difficulties. Um, Yeah. So I think that's just like another part of the Lent season that I really treasure of like, oh, it's kind of like a... It's kind of like where you get to experience God as like that comforting, warm blanket where it's like, you know, I don't have to explain it to you, God, like how hard life can be sometimes. Um, But like you entered into it, you came down on our level. Um, Yeah. So I think there's like also just great comfort that Lent brings as we are reminded that this God entered into the difficulty, into Mm -hmm. suffering for us. Um, so that we can have new life. Um, yeah. So anyways, I was just thinking like, oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep that picture in mind of God as a blanket. <laughs> you know, like my kids always like to walk around the house with blankets draped over their shoulders. And now I'm just going to think about God as a comforting blanket. You're you welcome. Go. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, Veronica, Amy, any... Um, 
probably as we're headed toward the finish line here, any other resources that we haven't mentioned up to this point that have just been really helpful for you guys that you want to make sure to tell people about? Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I can't recommend Kate Bowler's uh, Lent guides enough, really. They're so rich. And I, but yeah, I can't think of anything else, really. I'm sorry. I didn't think about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> like, I, like we said before, we're certainly not the experts here. We can all use Google. Um, and that's good to know because I love Kate Bowler's books, but I've yeah. not used her Lenten guides. So um, I will I, say there are yeah. some like Bible reading plans out there. Mm -hmm. So even if you are curious and kind of want to dip your toes in the water here, um, just changing up your, you know, daily Bible time to use some of those Bible reading plans on version, or Mm -hmm. there's an audio um, version called Dwell. It's an app called Dwell and they have a Lenten guide on there too. So Mm -hmm. using, changing up some of those can, is it an easy way to enter in? Yeah, I will say I forgot there is one app that I really do love, and it's Lectio 365. Oh, yes. So there's lots of apps that, out there that follow the church calendar. So mm-hmm. just find one of those, and they will definitely walk you through these different seasons in our in our year, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Do you have any others, Chris, besides the one you already mentioned? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I can think of um, there's actually several artists. Uh, I don't know if you can still find these online, but like the Brilliance, who maybe some people have heard of, they're a, a Christian band, has an an album. Uh, I think it's just called Lent, but that helps to dig into the, mm-hmm. uh, the season of Lent. Uh, so, yeah, there's different things like that that can be helpful. Um, I believe uh, even here at the church, there um, – Will will be things on our resources page as we head into the season of Lent that will have some of those reading plans that Veronica was talking about and, and some other things that you can can look at and look into. So, um, but yeah, I think you got a, a few good places to start with some of the things that we mentioned. So, yeah. there's yeah. one more that's not um, part in a Lenten resource in particular, but it's more about kind of the the church calendar that we've been alluding to, and it's called Living the Christian Year by Bobby Bobby Gross. It's a great book about kind of the the uh, liturgical calendar. So if you're new to the idea, even that there's a Christian year, which I will confess was new to me just a few years ago, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. you can check that out. Great. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, by the time this releases, you'll still have some time to kind of maybe check out some of those things to kind of figure this out. Um, We were just looking at the calendar earlier, and Lent officially begins on Wednesday, February 22nd, right, with with Ash Wednesday, and then will lead up until Easter. So, um, so yeah, so you got some time to figure out and even just it's an opportunity to pray and see how God might have you engage in this season. Um, so, so check out some of those things that we just mentioned. And as we get closer to that date, you'll find some stuff on our webpage as well. Um, but then, yeah, we look forward to having you around here too. I echo the sentiment that our Maundy Thursday services are one of my favorite things that we do. Um, we hear that a lot around here. It's just an opportunity to, to reflect and to pray and to worship and to, um, to press into this season. So join us for one of those. Uh, that's always a really meaningful time. And then, of course, on Easter Sunday as well. So any final things, you guys? All right. Well, thanks for being here with us. Amy. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me, you guys. Yeah, you uh, 
yes. I, I'm going to be thinking about some of the things that you, you said for a while. Really, again, I appreciate your your wisdom and, and just what you bring to the table. We can tell, and hopefully you can tell as you're listening to this, that uh, Amy's the real deal, has just this really genuine relationship with the Lord. And so it's always a joy to talk about these things with you. Um, all right, well, let's wrap up for this week. Um, we will see you next week for, as usual, something that I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, I, oh, I just saw, we're going to be talking about biblical justice. Uh, we're hoping to have Pastor Coley on for that conversation. So, um, so yeah, more to come. Look forward to um, some great content throughout February and then on into March as we continue in our Live This Book series. So that's it. Have a great week, you guys, and we'll see you next time.